What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie, the business freelance writer here. In this episode, we're going to talk about how do you grow your business, get the sales, get the customers, do all of that without having the overwhelm. If you work so hard on your business, you could be digging yourself an early grave. You <laughs> overwork, you lose a lot of relationships. You don't want that to happen. At the same time, you want your business to be successful. So we're going to balance you can grow your business, you can have this freedom lifestyle where you get to dictate your hours. You can have both of those things. And this episode will show you how. Our guest who joins us today, he's a business coach who helps entrepreneurs make money while building a life of freedom. He launched several businesses, including spas, gyms, construction and wholesale companies, and many more. This work ethic led to massive success for our guests, but also incredible burnout. And he uses this past experience to guide his coaching clients so they mix business growth with personal fulfillment. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Todd Randall. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. That's quite an intro. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Todd, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And it's amazing that you branched off into so many different businesses. We talked a little bit about them in the intro, spa, construction. Mm -hmm. what, what made you want to go into those businesses? And we'll talk more about like how you had the freedom lifestyle later, but I am curious about what made you go in all those different directions. Yeah, super question. So for me, I started out as a professional. I was a pharmacist, right? So I had this clinical thing and I was trading time for money. I was going in and punching the clock and getting paid for it. But I always wanted to be a business person. And so I was struggling to find ways to pursue that. And so my, the first way I did it is I went to a big company and worked my butt off. And it was super fun. And I got lots of, you know, kudos for it, et cetera. But I was having to work. I'm not a very political creature. You know, I wasn't one of those guys that understood what team to be on and I wasn't willing to leave people behind to get ahead. And so I was just outworking everyone. That's the way I got ahead. And so, you know, fast forward 15 years later and I was pretty miserable from all the, the work. And so for me, um, pursuing any business was more fun than working for somebody else in theirs. And I think that's the, the fundamental thing that got me started. And when I, gosh, when I was looking at businesses, I probably looked at 100 and I just found one that was the right business opportunity. I knew, you know, I was an expert in one field. I didn't need to be an expert in the business because I wanted to, to explore the business part of it, you know? And that's the difference between you can have the expertise, but then there's also the business model element. Some people, they have the expertise, don't want to do the business model. Other people don't want to develop the expertise, but they understand the business model. Let's hire a few people who know what they're doing and yeah. create all the systems that they need to be successful. Now, this led to a big burnout eventually, and yeah. a lot of people, maybe they feel burnt out at work, maybe remote's getting to them, uh, maybe you love remote, uh, but the idea is that burnout gets to us all at a certain point. How did you claw your way out of burnout and go the coaching direction which you're at right now? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you. I, I wish I was one of those guys that could take advice and just execute on it. I had friends in their 20s and 30s who people would say, hey, maybe you should set some money aside. And they did. And now they're really glad that they did. Every lesson that I learned, I learned the hard way by beating my head against the wall. Um, and so 
you know, that's bad news because you end up learning the lesson late, but it's good news in that you end up learning the lesson thoroughly. And so for me, I got burnt out working for a big corporation. And then when I left, I thought, this is great. Now I have freedom because I have my own business. And fast forward 12 months later, I was working just as many hours and I had just as much anxiety as I did when I was working for corporate. And so that was the kind of the turning point for me is that it happened twice. And I'm like, look, you know, second, second bit, what's the expression bit, bit once, twice shy or something like that. I I'd been through it enough times where I was dedicated to fixing it. Right. That was the first key factor is that I really had decided, you know, when people make decisions for themselves, um, things go much smoother <laughs> rather than having the world make the decision for them. And I was really burnt out to the point where I knew something needed to change. And the decision-making, like you can have guidance and guidance does help, uh, whether it be consuming content, having a coach or anything like that, it does help. At the end of the yeah. day, though, you have to be the person who steps up and makes that decision. Uh, I wonder if we go a little bit deeper into your decision, Todd. I know that yeah. you, you burn out twice. And like this is kind of like how I started my podcast. I messed up twice. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to a bunch of people. If they say no, I don't start a podcast. Like I had, a, I, <laughs> I swung and missed twice. And this was my third charm. Yeah. Um, but can you go a little bit more into detail about that decision? Like were there things of course. Like after that second burnout you noticed? Yeah, of course. I, I was, it was the hours that was really killing me um, because I couldn't put it away. I was in the business. I had built it. I had helped with the construction. I had hired everybody. I was selling. I was, you know, taking out the trash and everything. And um, it just wasn't working for me. And so I made two decisions. It's like one decision was that I was going to work up when my body said it was ready to wake up. Um, cause I was, I hated waking up to an alarm. So I haven't used an alarm in 15 years. Um, and the second decision I made is I said, what do you want your lifestyle to be in the end? And let's just, let's just be radical, right? This isn't working. So try something else and see if that works. And so what I decided is I'd always wanted to, to play polo. I experimented with it in college a little bit <clears throat> and had some friends that played and it seemed sexy to me. And I thought, I really want to do that. And I want to travel. Those are the two things I wanted to do. So I set up this, this um, schedule where I got a bunch of horses, I got a truck and a trailer, and I started taking lessons, and that took priority. And it seems like a you know, ass-backwards way of doing it, but I really decided, look, no, this is, my, this is the important thing, and if I make less money, so be it. That, that was the, the consequence of me making this decision and see if it made me happier. And three months later, I was making less money and, and enjoying my life more. It really was. And so that was the first step in kind of escaping, escaping that situation. And I love how Todd's tying it to a hobby that became something a little bit bigger. Like it's a part of his life now. It's something that like he really prioritizes because to create change, you have to have a reason to create the change. Mm -hmm. If you want to get out of the burnout and get out of that cycle, you need a reason. It can be a hobby. It can be someone you want to spend more time with, have a deeper relationship. It could be both of those things. Like you could have a bunch of different reasons to get out. You need to have a reason to get out and pursuing a creative outlet or pursuing a hobby that becomes something more. Uh, those are some great ways to explore. Now it's not uh, realistic to do that right away in the sense where like some people need funds, like they don't have the type of uh, cushion. How do you suggest we build up to that? And how did you uh, build up to that for people who like, they like <laughs> yeah. the idea, but they're kind of scared about how the money would work. 
Yeah, well, I tell you, I was worried too um, because I had good income, but I knew I didn't have enough income to run, you know, a business and have my, you know, current lifestyle or then lifestyle and play polo. And so I just decided that I was going to make that work somehow. And so instead of playing polo like the billionaires do, I worked out a budget and I found a team that was willing to take me in in such a way. And I rented some horses and leased others and and um, borrowed equipment, etc. And um, moved. I took everything out of my apartment. I had a, a penthouse apartment overlooking the ocean. It was amazing. I took everything out of it, moved it into storage, and bought a dumpy old RV. And then I went and lived on someone's farm. <laughs> like, no bullshit. Like, I was willing to make this a priority. And what I did is I put it up on a big whiteboard. In corporate world, they teach you to do this. There's a process called Six Sigma, where you find two things that don't resolve, and then you just you force it right? So I wanted to play polo and I didn't have enough money to do that and live my current lifestyle. And um, the assumption that I was making is that I wasn't willing to give up my apartment because who would do that? <laughs> who would do that? And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I wanted this. I've decided that I'm going to do this no matter what, come hell or high water. And so I decided my living environment needed to change. And once I did that, I'm, I'm telling you, I was living in a trailer in the middle of Hemet in a very bad part of the world. It was hot. I didn't have friends nearby. And I was still enjoying myself because I was doing a few things that I loved. And my true friends got on a plane, came to visit me, and slept in the RV. They were there for me, right? They didn't mock me. They didn't judge me. They're like, this. I'm so glad you found what makes you happy. And then, of course, once I kind of acknowledged that, there was a huge confidence that welled up within me. And it's like, hey, I'm kind of living my, this is, these are my choices. And this is working for me. And then, you know, then my attention could focus in the businesses without anxiety. And that's when things really started to grow for me. I mean, a big part, if you're worried about money, like just figure out ways to lower your expenses. Some people yeah. take more drastic leaps than others, but we've seen the big exodus from New York and California. Yeah. I was reading an article, someone from LA uh, worked at, I believe in the city, became remote and then it's like, I'm just going to move to Arkansas because she was like a triathlete or something like that. So it's like Arkansas, yeah. like it gives you all the things apparently that you want to use as a triathlete. I've never mm -hmm. been to Arkansas. I don't know enough about it. But Beautiful, the idea yeah. is that remote and being able to just pick mm -hmm. up your bags and go somewhere else. Like there's a lot of flexibility in that and lowering your cost of living. I'm wondering if you could talk about how you mentioned initially, like you didn't know anybody and your closest friends would occasionally fly by. How did you build up connections? Because I feel like some people who are worried about I, my freedom lifestyle might mean me moving. How did you build up connections in the area? Yeah, if you make radical changes in your life, inevitably everyone you know can't come along with you, right? Because not everyone's willing to make the same changes. If you have a bunch of friends who live in the burbs, they may be dedicated to that as their most important thing. It's like, no matter what, I'm going to live in the burbs because it means a lot to them, kids' schools or family or what have you. And you just have to honor that as their choice. Um, for me, what I ended up doing is um, just making new friends and choosing the friends that were important for my old lifestyle. And I really would get on a plane. I'd see them all over the world, wherever they were. If I had two or three friends in the same town, I would get on a plane and go visit them. And um, it ended up building stronger ties with those people because they saw the effort that I was putting into it. And I think it was endearing to them. It's like, wow, you know, Todd's always been a good friend. Um, but the last year or two, he's really gone out of his way to make sure not lose touch with me. And I like that. And some of those friends are my best friends still to this day um, because, I, because I made the effort. I was willing to reach my hand out and say, I value you. 
I mean, just the, there's a lot of power that like relationships can go through and friendships can go through a lot of development. Um, yeah. it's like if you don't see each other that often, like you get to appreciate people a mm-hmm. lot more. I mean, that's just, that's just part of the lifestyle fact that you have to consider. Like some people, it will be moving from Los Angeles to Arkansas to do what you want to do, have lower cost of living. And mm-hmm. then that just helps with investing, retiring, all that fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk also about the pivot you made into your business, because for some people living that life of freedom, for almost all of us, it is starting a business or doing contract work where yeah. you're able to be in control. Can you talk about how you made the transition from the corporate environment where hours are pretty strict in most cases to yeah. building the business on the side? Yeah, I think in the end, the focus needs to be on net results, right? So when I uh, stepped away from the business and said, look, um, instead of just being here all the time, I'm going to be here some of the time and I'm going to monitor and I'm going to care, uh, but I'm going to make time for myself. Um, once I did that, I had to build internal talent and I had to start taking risks because there were a hundred things on my list that only I could do in my head, right? And when I was looking at it objectively from the outside, I would go to mentors or friends and stuff and say, well, you know, I couldn't possibly offset payroll because that's money. And what if someone steals from me? And they're like, yeah, okay. So what if someone steals with you? How much could they steal? And how often could they steal? And then how could, you know, Let's just work through that. Like, are you, how concerned can or should you be? And in fact, if I took all those hundred things that only I could possibly do, in fact, that was a myth. There were many things that I could teach and coach someone to do. And so I started to delegate. Um, I was bad at it and we failed (laughs) at all kinds of missteps. And then uh, my manager and I really like working with each other. And uh, we just decided, look, this is important. We're going to work through a process so that I have enough information um, to, to complete it properly. And so that you have enough information to know that it's being done properly. And, uh, we built, you know, this five-step process that I use now in my consulting, um, to make sure things are delegated properly. And in the end, I could be away for weeks at a time and still know things are going okay because we built the proper escalation points, et cetera. Delegation. You hear that a lot when it comes to these freedom style businesses, because yeah. delegation, you're handing responsibilities off to other people. You can Uh, go on cruise control for a little bit and know that your business is going to be fine. But there are a lot of people, Todd, you were alluding to this before. They're afraid to hand off anything. And it could be something so small, like Mm -hmm. just proofreading work. And then we're talking about bigger things like knowing passwords, having the money, being able to disperse it. How did you gradually learn to have that sense of trust and feel more comfortable with delegation? Yeah, we it, the first step in our big five-step process actually was trust. Um, we thought that we probably had to actively work at it. Um, I had this book that I read one time called The Speed of Trust, which is a very well-written book. Um, and essentially, the premise of the book is that um, if you make small promises and keep them, it allows you to make larger promises and then keep them. And over time, you will build trust with someone. Even if you've lost it in the past, it is possible. Um, and so we did that. Um, I think the other thing about trust is making sure you're available. Um, and maybe another aspect is the, you have to get rid of the judgment because people, people have a hard time making important decisions unless they know you're there for them to support them if, if the decision doesn't come through okay, right? Then what ends up happening is you start pointing fingers at each other, right? Well, you didn't tell me that you didn't want that or I didn't know, so I just made the decision on my own. So it has to be a thorough transition you have to have an open environment where people feel afraid, you know, okay to fail. Um, and I think, 
I think you have to work at it actively. I'm not sure that trust is a passive thing in that environment. I mean, just the idea of delegation, when you start doing that, it does open new doors. But as we mentioned earlier, you need a reason to make the change. You need, whether it's a fun passion project like Polo or anything else, you need a reason to take action. That is how you transition from the corporation or wherever you are now to this freedom lifestyle that you're going for. Todd, for people who want to follow your work and journey, where do you suggest we go? Um, I do most of my coaching out of a Facebook group. It's the way I just kind of um, communicate with everyone and share stories and give tips and trainings and stuff. And that way, everyone has a way of getting a hold of me. And it's called Real Business Coaching. So if you're at a desktop, it's just www.facebook.com forward slash Real Business Coaching. Um, and that's really, that's where I you know have all the information up. Breakthrough Success listeners, we will have that link in the show notes. Make sure you go into Todd's Facebook group for more insights that will help you on that journey to building your business and having flexibility and control of your schedule. Todd, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Mark.